0: OTB Sports Rugby.
1: Ross at 10th. Probably the media were a bit harsh on him over the last few years because from what I saw inside the doors, someone who's calm and can make plays happen. Everyone, I think, is really comfortable with him.
0: Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the
2: ball daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through As always, until five, we hope you're doing okay around the country. And will Ireland get the job done with a minimum of fuss and make it three out of three in the Six Nations? Kick-off against Italy and Rome's at 2.15. We'll keep you right up to date with what's happening during the game. The title race continuing in the Premier League today. Arsenal and Manchester City in action at three. So plenty of score updates to bring you on Football Saturday. David Connolly joining the team this week for all the discussion. Plenty to chat about when it comes to Manchester United and Liverpool and so much more besides also on the program this afternoon Mark Lawrenson will pay tribute to his late friend John Motson and the Saturday panel of Sarah O'Donovan and Conor McKeown will discuss the pressing stories of the now 53106 the number here text messages if you want to share your opinions when it comes to sport You any questions as well for our guests during the show very welcome to text in you can also tweet us at off the ball Aidan Delaney Wexford's finest how are you getting on I'm not so bad thanks John You feeling good about a bonus point victory today?
3: I am, actually. Yeah, I am. I mean, yes, we should put the caveat in that, you know, Italy are an awful lot better now than they have been in previous years. And they did give France a bit of a scare in week one. But you just look at that Ireland team, and this is supposedly, you know, our second, maybe our third team, really. And you still think that, you know, we should be aiming for at least the bonus point here. James Ryan's going to captain the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's good to see that the captaincy is being shared around a bit because, you know, we do have to start thinking about life after Johnny Sexton and, and where our leader is going to stand up from. And, you know, James Ryan has is, is been around a long time. He's still quite a young man, but, you know, is in that kind of crucial position in the middle of the pack there and, and needs to kind of step up now and, and kind of show those leadership qualities that, you know, people were talking about him having these qualities for the last five, six years. It's time to show him now. I think the New Zealand tour really helped him. I think Mm -hmm. overcoming that injury did help him. I think he spoke very well about Ireland's call during the week. And uh, yeah, hopefully he can give a barnstormer today. Absolutely, yeah. um, We can actually hear a bit from the Ireland head coach now, Andy Farrell, who's speaking during the week. Obviously, the uh, late team news coming in that Gary Ringrose, who was due to start, now won't start. He did pick up a bit of an injury a few weeks ago and he hasn't really fully recovered yet. But uh, the good news is that there is replacements to step in. And uh, Andy Farrell has been speaking this week about why, looking at the side now, there is plenty of replacements ready to step up and the side is ready.
0: I don't think there's that many changes to be, for, to be fair. I mean, you look at the you look at the bench. It's people who's come on and earned the right to
3: to uh, to get a starting spot because of the performances that they've had, you know. And again, uh, the, the lads that have come in for the for for the first time in this competition, they've been with us for for four weeks. So, the reality is that this is our third game of the competition, and we expect it to be our best performance of the competition.
0: That's how it should be, and and that's what we're aiming for.
2: Andy Farrell there. Let's go to Rome now and chat to our reporter at the Stadio Olimpico, Ashleen O'Reilly. Ashleen, good afternoon.
0: Hello from Rome, John. How's
2: things? Yeah, good, Ashleen. Hope you're looking forward to this one. And um, look, Ireland have got a job to do today win, get the bonus points, get out of Rome as beautiful as it is. They don't want to make it more difficult than that, Ashleen.
0: Yes, John, that's very much the dream scenario here. But they do have quite a lengthy injury list to contend with, they've nine injuries in total. That's two-thirds of the team, so a little bit of a difficult situation. But from what Andy Farrell has just said there in that press conference, it is the third round of the Six Nations, and he wants it to be the best performance yet, with consistency from the start to finish, with a lot of players getting their first opportunities and a lot of players stepping in. Um, So, yeah, it's a a great opportunity for them, but uh, we definitely want to get out, get the job done, and look to the Scotland and England game.
2: So, two interesting partnerships in this Irish team, Ashley. The halfbacks, Ross Byrne and Craig Casey, and the centres, Bundy Aki and Stuart McCluskey. They're new to each other.
0: They are, John. Yeah, they're in excellent form as individuals, and they definitely deserve their chances in Ross Byrne and Craig Casey, their first Six Nations start. You know, for its in, uh, Johnny Sexton's injury, really opening the door there for Ross Byrne. And what a story it's been for Ross Byrne. It's really been remarkable. From going from being the the fifth and sixth choice, number 10, to now stepping in in his first ever Six Nations. Craig Casey, what an exciting player. He plays with that rapid tempo, exactly what you need. So all eyes will be on these two partnerships. Of course, Bundy Aki hasn't had a hell of a lot of time with Connacht. He's come off the bench for Ireland. Been really impressive, particularly in the France game. And Stuart McCluskey as well. Really bided his time to get back into this Ireland team. He's been so, so solid throughout and he's going to push now to the number 12 position. He came in for Gary Ringrose. Bundyaki pushes the 13. And of course, then it's Jimmy O'Brien on the bench. So that is one of the, the partnerships that's going to be really, really exciting to, to see how they get on today.
2: What's the central message been then from everybody who's spoken this week, Ashley, be it Dan Sheehan or James Ryan or Mike Hatt?
0: I think overall, John, it's it's very much embracing these challenges and disruptions, almost saying, how can we make this a positive you know, that they have the the lengthy injury list, this may well happen at a World Cup. You know, we, we hope not, of course, but you need to be ready for all scenarios and also giving these players their opportunities because they deserve it. You know, training has been intense from what we've been told. The players are really putting their hands up for starting places and that it's very much a squad effort if they're to go on and win this Grand Slam.
2: Now, there is a sense they've improved, Ashley, they beat Wales and Australia last year. They gave France a game in the opening round of this year's Six Nations. So, it's not. It's not necessarily a walk over here.
0: No, and that's something that's been consistently mentioned all week. That this is not the Italy of old. This is a young, ambitious, talented group of Italian players, whose performances in defeats to France and England and the opening two rounds have demonstrated their improvement as a test force. Head coach Kieran Crowley. You know he's done a brilliant job. You can evidently see the improvement. And you just look for the good news that's coming out of there. The out-half, Paul BC is back from injury. And then there's star man, one to watch, the fullback anja Andrew Capuso, who is an extremely dangerous feat. We know that, John. He's a really exciting talent. So he'll definitely be someone for Ireland to stop today.
2: Have many Irish travelled over there. Always a great rugby weekend. Uh, who have you met out and about in your travels?
0: Oh, yeah, it's fantastic, John. Like, what a city. It's probably one of my favourite trips that I've done with off-the-ball um, there's been so many Irish, it's hard not to spot an Irish person, to be honest. I've been here since Thursday and it seems that we're going to have maybe more Irish in the stadium here in the Stadio Olimpico than Italians. And um, there's a great buzz. And yeah, it's been really, really fantastic. So hopefully there's a big performance today and another great evening tonight.
2: OK, we're well Gel. Thanks so much, Ashley. And we'll chat to you from Rome a little bit later on. Uh, so, Aidan... Um Look, you think what a bonus point victory?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's the manner of victory as well, because we had two great performances so far, and you want to keep up that momentum as well. Just kind of scraping over the line like France did in week one. That obviously didn't stand them well when they came here. Um you need to be putting, you know, a performance on these and really you know, we are one of the best teams in the world now and we really have to show that today too.
2: So the under twenties a uh, bonus point win away to Italy keeping their hopes of a back to back grand slam alive. They ran in five tries in all, forty four points a twenty seven win. Sam Prendergast kicking all five conversions through the post as well as three penalties in a man a match display. Amory Donlin's here as well. You saw that game, Amory.
1: Yeah, this was a brilliant game. Um Ireland nineteen points or so ahead at half time and it looked like it was just gonna be a routine massive win for them but then an Italian onslaught came particularly in the third quarter they were brilliant and didn't lie down whatsoever after half time and the third try I'd um, advise anybody the third Italian try to watch it back Uh, Philippe Bazzoni and Francois Carlo May teamed together for an amazing piece of rugby and they capitalised on a mistake in the Irish attack and go over the line and it was brilliant stuff to see and you got a sense from last night, like I know you alluded to it there, that Italian rugby perhaps has turned a bit of a corner. They're no longer the whipping boys of the Six Nations and it really felt watching that under-20s game last night that Italian rugby is going somewhere. You know, they only trailed Ireland by 10 points going into the last 10 minutes. Now, the fifth Irish try was perhaps it kind of gave a little bit of a false sense on the scoreboard um, in relation to how close the game was but I was really impressed by Italy last night and you just get a sense that perhaps Italian rugby is going somewhere but yeah, good win for Ireland Obviously, they keep their Grand Slam hopes alive now.
2: OK, very good. And it would be very Welsh for Wales to win today, wouldn't it? <laughs> very good. <Yeah. much> so.
1: <laughs> yeah, with the threat of strike action averted, Wales play England in Cardiff at a quarter to five. Speaking ahead of the game, Warren Gatland gave his thoughts on what has been a historic and tough week for Welsh rugby.
0: We had a meeting with the players just to announce the, the team uh, to them. And, just said, look, it's an opportunity for us to draw a line under
2: the sand and just focus completely on preparing for Sunday. I was asked by the players not to name the team on on Tuesday, um, and that was as, about as much as about protecting them as well. Because if the day, if the game did call, get called off with naming 23, then you know, all of a sudden those 23 players are in the spotlight for almost being accused of calling the game off, and then I know what happens after that. And you guys go around and you individually target them and ask them, you know, did you want the game to go ahead or did you not want the game to go ahead? And they potentially get isolated. And so it was about, about as much about protecting the players in the squad until we had confirmation that the game was going ahead. You guys, you media, you villains, uh, Premier League action today, Arsenal, City, Liverpool all involved. Looking forward to this afternoon.
1: Arsenal can extend their lead at the top of the Premier League table to five points once again for a couple of hours at least they go to Leicester City with a three o'clock start at the King Power Stadium in his pre-match press conference Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta was asked about how different this season is to last and how he feels or where he feels this group can go
2: well extremely important obviously the people you work with um, they need to have faith but at the same time, they have to see every day what do you do, and I think it's uh, it's something that works um, very close together. And um, I was lucky to to have the people and the ownership and and the board that that we have, and um, and they believe that um, we could continue to the work that we wanted to do. That that war needed time, and um, and hopefully we can pave that faith back. I'm certainly really happy with the players that uh, that we have, the players that we have recruited. Um, and, and especially with, with, I think, where we can take this group and this place individually to, to a different level. And, and this is the aim of, of the coaching staff and, and the club. What else we got this afternoon then?
1: At the same time as the Arsenal game at Ellen Road there is a relegation six-pointer that's as Leeds host Southampton. West Ham meanwhile start the day in the bottom three with Nottingham Forest visiting the London Stadium and Everton play Aston Villa. Then at half five the champions Manchester City are away to Bournemouth and Liverpool will look to put their midweek Champions League nightmare behind them as they go to Crystal Palace from 7.45. Last night Fulham and and Wolves played out a one-all draw at Craven Cottage yeah. to to see Fulham stay sixth.
2: So your two rads beside me, Aidan and anne you feeling? How you feeling about
3: this evening? Uh, red in the face after uh, <laughs> the the midweek display I mean it was it was a nice performance for the first 20 minutes and then
2: it was go about that last
3: yeah exactly and and once Vinicius Junior got a sniff of goal and it was it was a really good goal I and mean, I don't think he's really getting the credit for you know just the way he managed to sneak the ball into the far corner for that first effort and then obviously the second goal goes in and it's just disaster zone from there Um you know that was kind of the last vestige of hope for me as a Liverpool fan. That listen, Europe's our competition. You know, we we can get up for um, a, you know a Real Madrid game. They have to come to Anfield, blah blah blah, and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this evening. I'm not really looking forward to the rest of the season, to be honest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, obviously I don't think Crystal Palace will pose the same kind of threat that Real Madrid (laughs) did but you just don't know what you're going to get with Liverpool. I genuinely thought they had turned a bit of a corner with the Everton and Newcastle results and they felt like big wins and the players alluding to it in their press conferences that they wanted to kick on from this and then just a a shambles happens in Anfield. It's still hard to believe that they conceded five on a European night in Anfield but they did uh, so I think... Liverpool can just forget the Champions League for this season and just try get some for some form of a run together to try and get into that top four um, because if they don't get into the top four it's just going to be so detrimental in terms of money because the investment that goes into Liverpool this summer is probably the most important window of Jurgen Klopp's yes. career. Yeah, if, they don't get is, jo-
2: if they don't get Jubal in them this, this summer, this somebody else gets them.
1: This is what's going to define it. So the idea that the Champions League money mightn't be there and the investment from the owners may not come is more worrying than the bad form that they're in at the moment because I think all Liverpool fans will just wipe this slate clean in terms of this season just forget about it and go from next season and if you get a Jude Bellingham or something in and just build a squad around him but the idea that the Champions League money mightn't be there is worrying
3: and a lot of people will say that you know the whole squad needs a rebuild and I've seen lists of the various players that need to be thrown out of the club at this stage from various Liverpool fans but I think once you look over at Manchester United and you just see that Manchester United didn't radically change their team all that much they brought in some very smart signings. Casemiro coming in, Raphael Varane has steadied up that defence base. You know, Christian Eriksen. You don't have to, you know, change every single player on the team. You look back at Liverpool's own history. You know, bringing in Allison and Virgil Van Dijk absolutely transformed the team. They didn't need to have, you know, wholesale changes. So somebody like a Jude Bellingham can come in, can just kind of settle down that midfield a little bit. That gives the, you know, it gives an out ball for the forwards to. You know, we spoke last week about how Liverpool's um, forwards are starting to play that little bit more. They're starting to have that interplay that. You you know, Mane, Firmino and Salah used to have, and Bellingham can really kind of settle that debate a little bit. He can kind of screen the backs a little bit. So it's just one signing can actually be transformational. Canate comes back, Diaz mm-hmm. comes back, mm-hmm. Nunez starts mm-hmm. playing the way he's been playing on a more consistent
2: basis then. Yeah, you might have a different narrative. At least Galway United won last night in the League of Ireland. Um.
1: They did, yeah. And goals from Jordan Flores and Declan McDade preserved Bohemian's perfect start to the SSE Electricity Premier Division season. Declan Divine's side were 2-1 winners at home to Dundalk. Shamrock Rovers, meanwhile, were reduced to nine men as they were held to a one all draw at Drogheda. Graham Burke put the champions ahead before Lee Grace and Daniel Cleary were both sent off for second yellows then Ryan Brennan scored against his former club to secure a deserved point for Drogheda Shamrock Rovers also drew last week and were reduced to 10 men against Sligo Rovers so Stephen Bradley will be concerned about their discipline Elsewhere a Max Mata hat-trick gave Sligo Rovers a 3-2 away win over UCD Derry City were 2-0 winners at home to Cork courtesy of goals from Patrick McElhenney and Jordan McElhaney if, and St. Pat's claimed the Dublin Derby with Noah Lewis scoring the winner in a 1-0 win over Shelburne. Elsewhere then Leo Gaxa scored Kerry FC's first ever league goal a little bit of history there but unfortunately for them they fell to a 3-1 defeat away to Bray in the first division Athlone Town were 3-1 winners at home to Finn Harps Cove Ramblers beat Wexford two goals to one Watford were held to a one all draw by Longford and as you said John Galway United beat Treaty United 1-0 I'm sure Johnny Ward will have a match report well, at 3 probably, o'clock for uh, uh, us We'll
2: play Galway United bingo how long will it take <laughs> to mention Galway United in the first five minutes of the show uh, so you can get your bets in now obviously don't don't uh, we don't want people to do that but uh, that's a one for the, the trivia sharks and the for the table quizzes if <coughs> they is, even exist anymore Leo Gaxa for Kerry that's one to look
1: at actually native yeah Leo Gaxa
2: so David Clifford uh, might be back this evening
1: he returns to the Kerry forward line for their meeting with Armagh in Division 1 of the Allianz National Football League this evening. Elsewhere then, unbeaten Mayo welcome Tyrone to Hastings McHale Park. Dublin can take another step towards promotion back up to the top flight. They play Clare at Croke Park this evening. That's the second part of a doubleheader at HQ as Dublin's hurlers face Division 1B leaders Tipperary in the Hurling League. Elsewhere then, Kerry will look to book a place in the Division 1 final of the Lidl Ladies National Football League today. They play Meath. That's a rerun of last year's All-Ireland final. While later on in the afternoon, Dublin play Mayo. And there's loads of Camogie action today in Division 1A of their league, the very Camogie league. Cork play Clare at Porky Rin Dublin face Tipperary and Kilkenny play Galway. Then in Division 1B, Antrim go to Limerick. Waterford take on Wexford and down play Offaly. All of them throw in at 2 o'clock.
2: We have boxing News.
1: Kelly Harrington is among four Irish boxers looking to improve upon their bronze medals at the Stranja tournament in Bulgaria this afternoon. Christina Desmond, Amy Broadhurst, and Caelan Cassidy are also in semi-final action in Sofia.
2: anybody watched Full Swing yet on this Netflix Golf documentary I've watched
3: the first four episodes I got as far as the Joel Damon one which I thought was actually that was the first one where I thought actually do you know what this is worth my time the first couple were kind of standard affair yeah I know where this is going I know Justin Thomas' story you know kind of up to that point and you know there was that bit of redemption winning the PGA and stuff like that but um,
2: yeah the Joel Damon one where he was you know the journeyman in a yes. Commons of are always more interesting anyway, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. More I a think human story less, um,
3: you know, he, he had less come back. corporate PR. He had to come back from the, the cancer scare and just talking about how, you know, he's playing golf because he wants to play golf now. It's, it's not really about making money. He's happy enough to be the number 70 in the world and like he says himself, somebody has to be 70 in the world so why not me?
1: I haven't seen it. It's on my list. I went to watch it this week but I got distracted. But That's I okay. will.
3: That's okay. <laughs> so
2: there's action in Florida and in Thailand.
1: Shane Lowry is best of the Irish at the halfway point of the Honda Classic on the PGA Tour in Florida. He shot a 2-under par round of 68 to leave him 4-under all round. That's in a tie for 16th. Potter Carrington then is back on level par, 10 shots off the lead. Leona Maguire, meanwhile, is in a tie for 20th after her third round of the Honda LPGA event in Thailand. The back nine on her third round really let her down and she slipped well out of contention. She's nine under par all round. That's 11 shots off the lead.
2: Just over two weeks to chat on them and there's racing today.
1: The grade three Bobby Joe steeplechase is the feature of a seven race card at Ferry House. The Willie Mullins trained carefully selected is expected to go off the favourite when that goes to post at 5 to 4. The day's action gets underway in just over 10 minutes time at 25 to 2.
2: Okay, Amory Donnellan and Aidan Delaney, thank you so much for the news round. Coventry One Sunderland Nil at half time of the championship. Remember, folks, as you're binging on sport this weekend, to pick out your best performance of the weekend, whether it's a player, manager, even the ref, tune into OTB's Instagram page tomorrow evening, Sunday. Leave your selection in the comments under our performance rankings post. If your selection matches our topic live on Mondays, OTB AM, you're in with a chance then of winning a Gillette ProGlide Razor, Skin Guard Shaving Gel and Pro Glide Refill Blades Pack. That is the Gillette Labs performance rankings for an effortless finish to your day. Now after the break is a Saturday panel as we discuss the big sporting topics of the moment with Sarah O'Donovan and Conor McKeown. Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk is back after this. OTB Sports Rugby.
1: Ross at 10th probably the media were a bit harsh on him over the last few years because from what I saw inside the doors someone who's calm and can make plays happen everyone I think is really comfortable with him.
0: Subscribe to the Rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.